Greetings, friends. It's Monday, November 23rd, Thanksgiving week. That's considering you might not be allowed to celebrate Thanksgiving. You might be restricted, locked down, because you would dare to see family members and try to pick up some pieces in this miserable year. How dare you? should start a series titled How Dare You, Part 1. It would last for years, based on what these people tell you you should never do, never celebrate. Hell, never even think or say, how dare you? So yeah, the COVID restrictions are in full force, and yeah, there's an increase in infections. There are more positive tests. And if you take into account, we'll talk about this at the the last part of the segment, but there are multiple studies now, 87 total, that look at actual infection versus cases. And the difference is massive when you factor in antibodies and who's actually had it versus just the positive tests. Because when you add actual infections, it's many more Americans have had COVID. And if you're decent at math, you'll realize that that changes the denominator. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how it really affects and actually makes the mortality rate even less than it already is reported, which is extremely low. But it's been an interesting couple days. I was last with you Saturday, a couple days ago, and there have been significant developments and a little bit of panic on our side uh, from a press release from the Trump legal team. And, And I'll say when I saw it, I was a little bit concerned because I thought Sidney Powell really carried the hammer in this case, or at least a a straight shot to the bow of the Democrat establishment who cheated. And the Dominion voting systems are clearly a part of some scheme to change election outcomes. And and these guys have done it for years based on what Powell has, what her evidence demonstrates. And so the Trump legal team yesterday, Sunday, on November 22nd, released a statement saying that Sidney Powell is not part of the official team, essentially saying she doesn't represent Trump or the Trump campaign, that she's a private lawyer acting on her own. And at that moment, I'd forgotten that she's always stated that, that she's always stated very clearly that she represents we the people and that she represents the people's interest and that she has a private non-tax deductible fund for her own legal activity, which is focused on Dominion. So yeah, we saw her at the press conference, which I thought was great. I mean, yeah, Rudy was fired up and he made a little caricature of himself with the hair dye and, you know, it could have been avoided, but honestly, the substance is what matters. And there's a reason our opponents, frankly, there are enemies are focused on Rudy's sweating and hair dyes because they don't want to focus on what he said and how he referenced affidavits and actual people. But Sidney Powell was there and I think she delivered an excellent opening statement, that's what it was, regarding what the Democrats did in these precincts across the country with the Dominion Systems and with Smartmatic. And so that's what she's focused on, and she still is. And I was a bit relieved to see her tweet afterwards. Trump tweeted that, you know, people need to have faith. And then you see the legal experts who digested this, and this is absolutely true. They made it very clear that this was a good move by Trump's team because it insulates Sidney Powell from Trump and from his liability and really her protection too. And so she is making some intense, I mean, crazy 
And at first you'd say they're outrageous claims just because of the measure of what she's saying. And she's probably going to be sued. She knows it. She's even invited Dominion Systems to sue her. This was what dumbass Dana Perino mentioned the other day, who's completely faltered and typical to where Fox News is going. Dana Perino, in an emotional tirade on her show, said that Dominion should sue Trump's team and should sue Sidney Powell. And you got to love Sidney Powell. She's like, bring it. That would allow me for discovery. The moment they take legal action against me, I can make demands of evidence and discovery from them. And so that was a one, I mean, just a great over the top. And it tells me again, and this happens, I mean, daily for me as I read things and, and let myself be affected by what the pundits say about Sidney Powell. You, you, that little doubt comes into mind. Could this actually be the moment the system comes down? We want it to be. When I say the system, I'm talking about the establishment, not just Democrats who used Dominion systems. I'm talking the system, the uniparty, Democrats, Republicans, never Trumpers, people that live in the elite and do not care about our voice and want to maintain and grow their power. That's what I want to see go down. And this could be it. Sidney Powell believes it is. I mean, that's what, that's why she's so emotional and, and sounds a bit um, livid when she speaks, because like she said in an interview on Saturday, I can't unsee what I've seen. I mean, she said it's going to be biblical what she files in Georgia this week. And that's the plan. She said Wednesday or Friday with Thanksgiving Thursday being a holiday, Wednesday or Friday, we will see the Georgia legal action hit and it will be biblical. So this is the week where we see definitive legal action on the Dominion voting system steal of your election. And it has to be definitive. I mean, we've had tremendous accusations. I don't believe Sidney Powell has lied when she says she has sworn testimony supporting her accusations. Now's the time this evidence sees the light of day. And it's going to be a tough case to prove. And it's not the only case, right? And so we'll go through a little bit of that now. But Sidney is definitely a grand slam if she pulls this off. I mean, all the fake ballots, the ballot stuffing in the middle of the night, throwing away a ballot, shredding ballots, switching votes manually, all of that becomes, I don't know, frosting on the cake if this Dominion uh, evidence proves out, if she proves what she said. And if you look at statistical evidence, if you look at what famous mathematicians, I don't want to say famous, I mean reputable like the one from Princeton and Yale, who on one on one read alone calls into question 100,000 Pennsylvania votes. And so, I mean, that that right there tells you, okay, if they're in question, if there are these are votes that came out of nowhere, how did they? It would make sense if they were generated by a computer system that allowed for manual edits to a vote, manual changes, deletion, like like Sidney Powell said, drag and drop to a trash can just like you could on your PC or Mac. It's incredible. And of course, you know, we'll we'll talk about this now. Dominion's finally sent out their, you know, scapegoat um, personnel punishment. You know, this poor poor guy, Michael Steele, I don't know how he what straw he drew, but he's gone out and he's now trying not to be the whipping boy. And if he was appearing in front of a real press corps he would be answering very difficult and informed questions. The problem is the press corps is full of makeup-covered dimwits with no spine 
who are in on this country going socialist. They want to be part of a state-supported media. They want to love their president to a point where they don't have to ask a Joe Biden tough question. So they're very excited to protect Dominion and move along as quickly as possible to Inauguration Day, which is a ways away. And then, and that is scary for them when the realization hits that January 20th is a long ways away. And frankly, based on the evidence Powell claims to have, that's the date that matters and nothing else does. But this guy, Michael Steele, he's out there in interviews yesterday, and I think some today, saying it's impossible to switch votes via Dominion. And yet, it's been done. And, and his own CEO, just a few years ago, is on video. You can see it at gatewaypundit.com. You can see this guy, I think his name's Crump, talking about how you can switch votes. And it's also in their online instructions. The manual, the online videos talking about the features of Dominion voting systems, they detail how you can manually switch votes. They talk about VPN access from what I understand. So the word impossible to me means there's a 0.0% chance of something happening. Impossible, last I checked, I have a decent mastery of the English language. Impossible means not possible. And I'm pretty sure if someone says, it is not possible for me to hook up with, I don't know, you pick Angelina Jolie, right? You pick one of the Kardashians. If you say it's not possible, I'm pretty sure it's a 0% chance, which is fact. So impossible, 0.0% chance, yet this guy's CEO is on video talking about how precisely to do it. This is the problem we have. This is what communism looks like. We have a media that is carrying the water for one political party because any decent reporter would reference, and I mean, I, I didn't go to journalism school. I'm parent, apparently not informed on how to, I don't know, follow up with a question but it seems like in this, you know, in the four years or two years, I don't know how long it takes to go to an actual journalism school. If I don't know if it's an undergraduate degree, I've never been in a position to care, nor would I be interested in anyone in my family, my children going to journalism school. Frankly, I'd rather my daughter be a stripper than be a reporter in this current environment of air quotes journalism. But so for the record, I have not been educated by the likes of Columbia School of Journalism. So maybe I'm wrong, but it would be a simple follow-up for this guy, Michael Steele, who works for Dominion, to ask him, based on the online manuals, okay, you're saying it's impossible, Mr. Steele. How come your online manuals state precisely how to manually change votes? And then you shut the hell up and let this dip spin let this bag of wind who's come to be like Joe Biden and just make a statement or like Barack Obama and never be challenged. Why does this clown have that privilege? Yet anybody from the Trump administration, any conservative goes on, they can't even get a word in edgewise because the reporter takes that moment to pontificate and run the segment and just share commentary and an editorial because that's what always happens. It's because these people are absolutely okay if Dominion did 
cheat, if it was used to cheat. They don't have a problem with it because they believe Trump is a Nazi and they believe you are Nazis. They don't care that you're upset. They don't care that you're disenfranchised. They're such lunatics. And I'm saying them, meaning the people you work with and, and live amongst, who identify as Democrats and voted for Joe Biden, the majority of them are like these reporters. And they love to smell their own crap when they're amongst each other. And they do not care that they cheated to win because winning mattered more than anything. So they're not going to challenge this. There will be no absolute expose press movement should be unified based on the evidence. We're not going to get that, which we wouldn't have had in the last 40 or 50 years. The press has been what it has been. They would have carried the water for this. I mean, in an impressive manner, I don't think Watergate happens if Nixon's a Democrat. I really don't. Okay, so the people that expose that would have sat on their hands and would have minimized it and let it go in, the, in an effort to defeat the Republican had it been the other way around. And I could defend that, and I absolutely don't think that's that provocative to say it makes sense based on how we've seen these people behave. And so it's up to Sidney Powell, it's up to Giuliani, it's up to Laura Ellis, it's up to Lynn Wood, DeGeneva, hell, Seculo, Jay Seculo, and his son Jordan are going to be firing a filing what they refer to as a federal action this week, and I believe they said it was regarding Georgia. So that's criminal. And they said it has it's absolutely isolated from anything we've heard about. So we have these civil cases going because, you know, the law enforcement agencies on the of the federal government have not found the time or the interest to look into any of these accusations that have sworn affidavits supporting them. So all these actions that Giuliani you know, has taken right now, he's got Pennsylvania going to an appeals circuit court. I believe that's going to be three judges that hear this case. It was turned down, not surprisingly, by an Obama-appointed judge a few days ago. You probably saw the statement Giuliani was glad a little bit of a spin, but they said they're glad that at least the judge ruled quickly so they can move on. And they're hoping that this appeals court does the same because choo-choo, the next stop is the U.S. Supreme Court. And this is related to the 682,000 ballots, a lot of the impropriety. It's not even the meat of the Pennsylvania case. Now, what I don't know, and I've asked a couple attorneys to answer this for me, and no one's asking this question, is as Rudy goes through the Pennsylvania process, can new evidence be introduced that the original judges didn't see? So, for instance, they have this ongoing investigation, uh, Rudy's team does, in, in Philadelphia, in Allegheny County, Pittsburgh, where they're taking more evidence, and we've just got more from Montgomery County. We'll talk about that in a second. As they gain new evidence, I have to think they could introduce new evidence as they go through this appeal process. With the goal being, when you're finally in front of the Supreme Court, you're able to present everything you have. But you can't wait till you have everything to go through the first judge because that could take too long, right? They're playing this game up against December 14th. That's the official 50-state certification deadline, and that's what matters, right? That, that's what matters more than anything. We'll talk about the Michigan certification, what we've seen already from Georgia. But focusing on Pennsylvania, like I just mentioned, Montgomery County there's an absolutely new development, and it's been exposed by one of the few journalism outfits that's actually working to ask tough questions. They have evidence, and this is all irrefutable. I've gone through this through a number of sources of 90,000 
random votes appearing on November 5th, two days after the election, in Montgomery County. And it was a 95% vote for Biden. So roughly all of those 90,000 votes were for Biden, which is way, I mean, incredibly off the charts for Biden compared to any other county, including Philadelphia County, the most liberal, most pro-Biden county, which I believe in legal votes, Trump still got 25%, which is a blowout for a Republican. But even with the cheating, he didn't get, Biden didn't get 95% of the Philadelphia County vote, but he gets it in Montgomery County. That's a massive outlier. Also that the votes just came out of nowhere on uh, November 5th. Here's the other interesting part. The libertarian candidate, as I read, which is good old JoJo, the libertarian candidate outperformed her performance in any other county in Montgomery. So she did better, significantly better, in Montgomery County in that 90,000 vote block. She outperformed herself significantly in that as compared to all of the other Pennsylvania counties. It's, it, it is nonsensical that you get this dump, this vote dump, what won it, right? More than enough for, for Biden on November 5th. And there is a case being put together based on that county alone. You imagine, you win that one, Pennsylvania flips, period, the end. Because nine, if those votes are in question and they can prove they were fraudulent, they go bye-bye. 95% of those, I don't know, chalkboard math, it's got to be, what, over 80,000 for Biden? What, he win by 40? I mean, I can't keep up. I know he didn't win by a huge margin of Pennsylvania. I think it's 40,000, not 80,000. It's over. He loses Pennsylvania in one of those. And when you get a win like that, the ripple effect hits everything, and it goes to the Supreme Court. Now they're looking at everything differently. So watch that. That's the Montgomery County uh, lawsuit that's coming. Oh, and one more thing. So you've got these outliers in the performance, 90,000 votes, almost 100% for Biden. You got the libertarian outperforming herself. You when, <laughs> This is the best part. When you add the 90,000 to the total vote, right? So they this 90,000 comes in. So you would see 90,000 votes added in total to the total Pennsylvania vote. Uh-uh. All that was added was a net 9,000. And the accusation is that 81,000 of those 90,000 votes were used to replace Trump votes. So it's more than just an 80,000 plus bonus for Biden. They took the Biden votes of those 90,000 and replaced the equal amount of Trump votes, 81,000 to 81,000. So you're talking 162,000 vote switch net for Joe Biden in this Montgomery County. If you're, you're probably thinking the same thing is like, how many of these irregularities, if we'll call them that, occurred? I think they're innumerable. I can't keep up. My next project is going to go back through my notes and just take down one bullet at a time each of these irregularities across each state and just come up with a total. That's just what's being shared. And so Pennsylvania has Democrats freaking out. And they're still freaking out in Michigan because no matter what they've done, and they did it just now, they certified the Michigan vote, the state did, they still have two Wayne County canvassers who rescinded their certification. That creates a legal opportunity. That didn't change today when this when they had a couple of Republicans buckle and they had a Zoom call and you could tell they just wanted to 
get it done. They want this moving away. They don't want to deal with it because it's a mess. Wisconsin's going through it right now. As I talked about Saturday, they're going through an audit, looking at every vote. And Michigan's got a bad feeling, right? They know, especially the Democrats, that there's something up and they won't survive scrutiny, daylight scrutiny. Looking at this closely will not be good for Michigan. They want to move on. It's not going to happen. The, the case in Detroit is Constantino versus Detroit. They've got affidavits of this impropriety. I mean, I'm using that word lightly, absolute fraud and criminality that happened after midnight in Detroit and in, in, in other parts. But Detroit is where they're focusing, which is smart because the numbers are massive. They've got witnesses. I mean, and they keep interviewing them. You can go to Gateway Pundit's done a great job. They're finding these individuals who are going on the record saying, this is what I saw. This is how I was trained. This is how the cheating occurred. And so I just, I have what little hope I have left in this country and in the Supreme Court and the legal system tells me that these are not, these voices, these accusations, these brave people will not go unnoticed and will not be ignored. So Michigan certified, no big deal. Same with the Trump legal team statement about Sidney Powell. It's not a big deal. They did it to protect her in a way and also to protect Trump from liability regarding Dominion voting systems because that's going to be a legal battle. There's going to be things going on there for a long time, even if Sydney strikes a deafening blow this week, which we're hoping she does. And she's claiming without a doubt that she will. So that's going to be, that's going to be the big one this week to see when she brings down the devil in Georgia as her counterpart, Lynn Wood, uh, said in a tweet, said the devil is going down in Georgia and went down to Georgia on November 3rd. So it's pretty exciting. And I think we should have faith in Sidney Powell, look at her record, understand why she's being torched, why they're going after her. I smell fear in the attacks. I, I smell fear in the conspiracy tinfoil accusations and labeling. If you have any doubt, go to her interviews from Saturday listen to her. This is a sober, focused woman who is up against a world of evil and corruption. And it's incredibly impressive how well she's doing and you know how focused she is and what she's trying to do on her own. I mean, she probably has support from Trump's team, but she's drawing no funding from the Republicans, no funding from the campaign, nothing from the legal fund, which I've donated to. But I encourage you to donate to Sidney Powell's um, fund. She's running a non-for-profit to, to raise money for her own lawsuits where she's going after Dominion. That is her privately attacking and waging that battle. And God bless her and more power to her. And our prayers and hopes are with her because she might be the greatest hero, I think, in the history of the country if she exposes what will be known as the greatest crime of, I mean, in the history of the world, at least in the history of the United States of America. I mean, this level of fraud is unimaginable. And if it happened, it has happened before. And it is a, um, a criminal disaster. And, um, and it's going to be ugly, but it's one of those things where it doesn't get any better if we ignore it. It's going to break down. It's going to crumble at some point. It needs to be now especially in this pivotal election, and it's one that is so important. At the same time as they've used it for the election, they've, they've got COVID 
um, being leveraged all over the country. I have a lot of listeners, good people in California. You're feeling it. I saw that your um, Joseph Stalin redux, Gavin Newsom, is on the tear, hypocrite that he is, with his snide, smug smile, acting like he actually apologized for eating dinner while he told everyone else they couldn't. And while they had to wear masks between bites, he certainly didn't at French Laundry in Napa. He's now got you guys on a curfew. I mean, curfews are real commie stuff right there, baby. That is that is getting right there with Big Red. And in the Soviet Union days where you've got curfews imposed and you have people now not allowed to eat in restaurants again, you've got Los Angeles just begging for relief. And this man is bought and paid for by what is now a globalist movement for the Great Reset. You got to look this up. Justin Trudeau, because he's a complete idiot, right? He's a pretty face, like Gavin Newsom. And I'm sorry, and this goes for men too, if I meet one that says the same thing, but I can't believe how many so-called professional educated women I know who vote for people like Gavin Newsom and Justin Trudeau because they're good looking. Now, I know some people that voted um, for the gal I'm drawing a blank who was vice president for McCain because she was good looking, but it, she wasn't really running. That vote was for John McCain. You have, I'm sorry, women who admit they love how these guys dress. They seem really nice and boy, are they good looking. At that point, I don't care what you think sexism is or isn't. I no longer think you're worth taking seriously. I no longer respect your opinion. I think you're a waste of oxygen and most likely skin if you vote based on that. You're an uninteresting person. You're adult. And I don't care if you have a penis or a uterus. It doesn't matter. If that motivates your vote, you're a moron. Box checked. We're moving on. Well, you're getting what you get when you vote for a pretty face because this guy who ruined San Francisco, you can't tell me you voted for his record because he destroyed San Francisco as mayor. And now the nephew of Nancy Pelosi is out there destroying the state. And he's done it for a while. You all know it. The left knows it. They won't admit it because they can't admit that anybody they support is wrong because they can't admit when they're wrong. That's what being an elitist is. They'll never admit it, right? Because they're snobs, right? The Manhattan Beach crowd that looks down at you, right? Who votes Democrat in every election and will continue to, even if they move away and poison a red state because they can't stand to live in their blue state, They'll still vote for the morons. They'll still vote for socialism because that is how convicted they are to not admitting ever being wrong. They're nauseating people. You know I'm right. You know you hate spending holidays with them. You know you hate working with them because that is not a flaw that's isolated to their personal voting. I'm sure they're the same way when you work with them. They just don't admit they're wrong. They're snobs, just like Gavin Newsom, and they're hammering you now with more restrictions telling you you can't spend time with your family, and you guys aren't going to be stupid about it. You're not going to parties with 30, 40, 50 people who have coughs and aren't feeling that great. But you might want to go see your parents. You might want to see family you haven't seen all year for the damn holidays. And now these people who were partying in the streets last week and sharing champagne bottles are now telling you that you can't celebrate a holiday with your family. But their social justice and their, frankly, premature celebrations last week and the last couple weeks, those were okay. Just like peaceful protests were okay. Just like all of their activism gives them a free pass to pretend COVID doesn't exist, you have to be always inconvenienced, 
always punished by COVID because you don't know any better, you stupid hick. That's what they tell you. That's what they believe. Don't forget it. Don't forget them. Don't forgive them because they'll never let you go. They're not interested in unity. We've talked about this. And COVID is just the best opportunity for them to punish you and exert their power on you. Look at Pennsylvania. Lockdowns weren't good enough. They've got, and I got to say, I mean, if you're not familiar with the health secretary of Pennsylvania, just type in Pennsylvania secretary of health in Google and click on images and you will see the spectacle that is this person who I will will just rename nameless because I want you to do it. I want you to enjoy what you see and the irony of someone who I'm sorry is clearly mentally ill, that this person is the secretary of health for one of the largest states in the country and the state that might decide who's president on January 20th, 2021. This person, when you look at him, her, is mentally ill. I, it just It is not somebody with the stability who should be making decisions, public health decisions based on the citizens of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, yet she is and has now shut down liquor stores as of 5 p.m. Eastern today. So it's done. Right now it is 3.30 Pacific time, and you cannot buy beer at a liquor store at any location in Pennsylvania because of COVID. So you're told you can't see family members, you can't socialize or really celebrate the holiday, and now you can't even get a six-pack to enjoy your solo turkey dinner in Pennsylvania because of COVID. Nope, because of power. They're chipping away. They're gaining ground. Curfews, prohibition. What's next? Unauthorized celebrations? Because you know what that means, right? It means come Christmas, there's going to be no, absolutely no forgiveness for Christians who dare to gather for Christmas. And it won't matter what other holidays are going on. It won't matter if Kwanzaa is happening. I can tell you with absolute certainty there will be no enforcement of a Kwanzaa gathering. Everybody knows it. Everybody listening knows that you will not find two things in the newspaper come Christmas season. You will not find a verified unicorn sighting, and you will not find a story detailing the crackdown of a Kwanzaa celebration that breaks COVID restriction policies. You won't, because it's not about that, and you shouldn't, because people should be allowed to do that. They should be allowed to see unicorns, celebrate Kwanzaa with their family, celebrate Christmas, celebrate Passover. You know they're going after the Jews, too. The Jewish holidays are going down just like the Christian holidays will. Hanukkah will be attacked just like the Jews are being attacked in New York. You should look up the pictures. You've got law enforcement with telescopes, with binoculars looking through windows, trying to see if the Jewish community in New York, the ascetic Jews, are gathering. Now, they have some problems. They apparently are anti-vax to a detrimental level, and they've had problems with health, public health issues, but the selective prejudicial enforcement of these restrictions is on full display and it will become Christmas. It will become Hanukkah season and it will, it will come 
because they don't care about the actual gatherings. They care about um, punishing you because they know if you're if you're a devout Christian, if you're evangelical, you probably didn't vote for their people, and they love to come after you for that. And it's easy. Cancel culture will not come after them for enforcing COVID restrictions and made up random COVID laws. If they go after Christians, they'll go after though. Cancel culture is coming if you do something to a holiday or a group like Kwanzaa. They know that. So my recommendation is do some research. And I do not think there is any particular ceremony like baptism required to celebrate Kwanzaa. I, I think everything you do publicly this season, make it about Kwanzaa. I think this should be the year that Kwanzaa has its biggest explosion of growth in the United States and force them to actually stand by their laws and enforce them uniformly across the board. I guarantee you it's going to be different if you celebrate and make it about Kwanzaa. Just like any political gathering you wanted to have, if you make it a protest, you put them in a corner because they allowed the left their, air quotes, peaceful protests and they couldn't do anything about the Trump campaign rallies when they were organized as peaceful protests. I say we'd be smart about the holidays. If you want to have a gathering, if you want to have some people over and you're worried about some random neighbor enforcing you, we know it's not random. You know it's the spinster leftist who hates happiness down the hall is going to call it in on you. Put some Kwanzaa decorations on your door. Tell her happy Kwanzaa when you walk by. It'll drive her nuts. Rub it in. Who cares? Be sincere about it. I'm not talking about being, you know, demeaning or negative it's it's a absolutely fair holiday to celebrate like any of them it's your right as an american it's a freedom of religion freedom of expression so celebrate additional holiday i i mean i know a lot of families who have jews and christians in the family who celebrate both hanukkah and christmas sounds like a smart arrangement especially for kids that's a big score the holidays overlap you're banking on presents every day as you go to christmas and after Come on, you can't beat it. Throw Kwanzaa in there. Learn a little bit about another culture, another holiday, another season of celebration, another season of feast. I just say lead with that one. I say you paint the vehicle mostly on the outside, Kwanzaa, and, and let it be this year and see what they do. Just a recommendation. Yeah, hell, it's an endorsement. It's probably something I'm going to do. Um, I mean, just to, just to expose hypocrisy. That's the best thing. That's the best we can do. In this time, as we fight this war on free speech, on our speech, and our right to express ourselves as conservatives, as supporters of Trump, let's turn the tables on them. Let's take cancel culture and cram it down their throats and make it difficult for them to be just miserable people, because that's what they are. And we really don't want misery, misery during the holidays. Let's, let's expose it and let's destroy it. And so with that, I'll have at least one more um, broadcast between now and Thanksgiving. Like I said, today is Monday, November 23rd. I'm watching for more updates. As soon as I see something go down in Georgia, whether it's Seculo's federal case or the civil action that um, <laughs> the Kraken Sidney Powell is bringing. And by the way, she doubled down. Her last hashtag was Kraken on steroids. So whatever they're doing, however they're trying to marginalize Sidney Powell, it's not working. And that's very encouraging. So Stay strong. Enjoy. You know, I hope if you had to work today, you don't tomorrow, or at least by Wednesday, you have some time off. Have some faith in this country. Have faith in Donald Trump and his people. He's 
tweeting that he's got this down and to not worry about it, that he has he's had the plan, that this is 4D chess. He's got the right Supreme Court. He's got the right people, I believe, trying his cases and representing him. And he's got Sidney Powell. More importantly, he has you. He has us. And without us, he's got nothing. People are starting to waver. Don't let them affect you. We have a more than solid chance of winning this via the courts because they cheated. And the founding fathers set this up to expose our enemies, foreign or domestic. And it sounds like we dealt with both in this election. And remember, for years now, they have doubted Donald Trump. We have at times. Let's admit it. He always pulls through. Is this his biggest challenge and his biggest adversary yet? It is. Absolutely. I'm not going to start doubting him now. So have faith. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. If you don't listen before um, before then, it's just in a couple of days. And I will be back soon. Keep the faith. God bless. Take care of yourselves.